<laughs> Alex is the only one. <laughs> right. Oh, hello and yeah. welcome. Welcome to, to the live replay episode. of the Dutch Grand Prix. <laughs> that was welcome. news from the grandstand. So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. In case you hadn't guessed, we're going to be talking about the Dutch Grand Prix. But first, breaking news from the world of Formula One that we all saw coming. Valtteri Bottas has now officially signed for Alfa Romeo for next year, replacing presumably Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, Gio's future is still to be announced, poor Giovinazzi. Um, but Richard, your immediate thoughts on Bottas to Alpha? I mean, the most surprising bit about that announcement is that it came on a Monday. Yeah, it was very sudden. So, I mean, we all knew it was coming. It's, it's yeah. honestly, it's one of the worst kept secrets in motorsport. Um, it, it's now literally just a waiting game of when a Mercedes is going to put the tweet out that says. We've signed George. It will be. And, yeah. We've signed yeah, Latifi. It, oh, my God. We've signed Lance Stroll, as per the request of Villeneuve. Mm. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's... I think it's a good move for him. Obviously, he's he's worked with Fred Vasseur before. Um, he won a junior, a junior championship with Fred as his team principal there. Um so I think that was sort of like the deciding factor for him uh, or, or rather what swayed him to join Alpha over, say, Williams. Um, plus, it's fully escaping the clutches of Mercedes because with Williams, you still have that sort of affiliation, don't you? Yeah. Um, with like engine provider and obviously George is like the driver is Academy essentially and... uh, which call it Mercedes C. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, I think it'll be a good good thing for him, and it's his. I want to say it's his first multi year contract. Did he not? Because he's only ever signed single. We initially signed for Mercedes. I'm not sure to be honest, but it's it's a, a multi year contract for. For a first fun for a the long foreseeable time, at least. future, they said. Yeah, my, so. my camera's broken, but yes, it's his first multi year contract. Um, Nia, try. I guess it's a good time to come to you. Immediate reaction on um, Bottas. I was very happy for him that he's actually probably going to a team where he is number one, he is going to a team where he's number one, and like I said, first multi year and. Just Probably a lot better from the Mercedes, which just echoing what Richard said, really. Also, so it was announced Monday. Woo! We actually can talk about it the day it comes out. I, I got to go first, so I got to steal all the uh, the good points. Ooh, any any reaction that we haven't already touched on? I mean, I do have a video from Snapchat that I sent to my friend, but that's quite embarrassing. <laughs> well, that one out, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, what was your immediate reaction on the announcement? Um, I was like, Bottas confirmed 2022 champion of the world. This is when Mercedes have an absolute stink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Braun. Braun all over again. Yeah. But, um, it would have to be a new team then. Here's a quid. It should be good for Bottas. It's probably a more of a relaxing team to be at other than 
Mercedes because they're obviously fighting for championships and that, even though backmarkers still like fight for every point they can get, you know, you'd like Bottas won't have Hamilton as his teammate, so he can it is worth just enjoy as well, it more. We're going into the new era of Formula One um, next year, so it could shake up the running order quite substantially. We, we don't know yet. Um, and this year was the first year with the new wind tunnel regulations, so the lower down teams have had more to work on their 2022 car than the higher up teams. But then again, the higher working on them since about 2019, so that's it, swings and roundabouts in that respect. Um, they, they got to working on them before the budget cap came into effect. So, um, I found it quite funny. I seen the announcement as I was sitting in a shopping centre in Glasgow surrounded by FIA adverts. It's like they knew big news was coming. They wanted people to know who they were. Um, but no, definitely happy that Bottas is staying in the sport. I think he has more to show. I think he struggled in the pressure cooker that is Mercedes. And it naturally will be a pressure cooker when you're seven time in a row world champions going for number eight. Which is well, seven's already unprecedented, never mind eight. Um, so, yeah, there'll be no more Valtteri, it's James. Valtteri, um, it's, oh, sorry, George, it's James. <laughs> Please abort the fastest lap attempt. I think yeah. the funniest thing there is he did abort the fastest lap attempt and still, still set the fastest lap. <laughs> Didn't he break the, the record for the track as well? I really like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex anything you want to add yeah I mean like we've said I think I think he's done a better job for Mercedes than a lot of people give him credit for obviously the frustrations that he's not been able to match Hamilton of late but I think if you, can, if you look at the rebel second seat he's He's certainly done very well and he's, you know, won a few races over the five years and he's been the perfect teammate, whether you want to see that as a good thing or a bad thing. He has been the perfect team player. So, uh, but I do think it is the right time to move on. Um, and I think, you know, this Alfa Romeo seat is perfect for him as a bit of team leader in an upcoming team out of sort of the spotlight of Mercedes. And I think it'll be, I think that'll be great for him, you know, we'll, we'll see the best of him again. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and I think we might maybe it might be like a Gasly situation, maybe where you know just being out of the spotlight brings out the best of them again. Well, you saw him when he was at Williams getting podiums and stuff. Um, he's he's not that was a, a very driver. different Williams. Yeah, yeah, but what I mean is, <laughs> he's, he is a very fast driver. There's no doubt about it. He's got pace, and I think that that Alpha car is going to pick up quite a few points. Um, with him at the wheel, with with a driver that isn't doing this as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's I mean, we haven't even touched on that. That news broke oh, yeah. like what Thursday. Yeah, that's a good. Raikkonen's retiring. I guess we got swept up in the breaking news. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kimmy the to breaking retire. news came because of this news. Exactly, Kimmy to retire at the end of the year. Um, I don't think he's leaving Formula One. I think he's going to be like Jensen or someone, just be like yeah. a senior advisor. There's no way he's, he's going to become a pundit. Yeah, I don't think he's head of press conferences. And and now we head down to the Skypad with Kimmy <laughs> to analyse that lap. Presses placed. <laughs> <laughs> so go around the corner. Yeah. Oh, there's nah. another corner. Good. 
<laughs> so he turned right there. Good. At a wall or no. End of lap. Good. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Honestly, it would be hilarious, but it just for yeah, the, all the wrong reasons, really. I, I think, think he will. He he maybe stay at Alpha or maybe, perhaps go back to Ferrari in some capacity. This is now the first year in God knows how many years that there will be a, a driver grid where there is not a driver that has won a championship for Ferrari. Yeah. Kimi is the last one to do it. As it that's because and Ferrari was- haven't won any championships. <laughs> But that was back in 2007, and Kimmy's just been around since then. So, and um, obviously before that, you had Chumi, and then you know, so it's yeah, it's been a while didn't, since we've had a non Ferrari winning grid. Eight constructors championship, who was driving for them then? Massa and Raikkonen, yeah, it was still Raikkonen, yeah, yeah, so but I mean, like drivers, yeah, mm-hmm. even then, if we look constructor, there's still no one, yeah, true. 2008 yeah. was the last constructors title. And they only won that because McLaren were disqualified? They were disqualified in 07. I think they just beat uh, them in 08. Yeah, because it was Kovalainen in 2008, wasn't it? Oh, so uh, okay, yeah. No disrespect to him, but he didn't quite... Uh, obviously, Hamilton only won at that point, didn't he? And then yeah, Hamilton didn't... just won the drivers, never mind. Mm. Carrying them to the constructors a la 2020, when he had more points than Red Bull. I still think that's mad. One oh, how times have changed. With more <laughs> points than a team. So the bit that makes me sad is the fact that this is the first season I can remember that doesn't have Raikkonen on the grid. Yeah. Every year, Raikkonen's been there. Well, obviously, except well, for when he went off and did rallying in NASCAR, but, you know, he's, he's still been around. But now it's just kind of like... Well, this is going to be the first season since I became, like, a proper follower of the sport rather than just watching it once if it was on the telly because nothing else was um, that there's going to be no Kimmy and it'll just be weird, it'll be a bit like when Seb or Lewis retires as well it's just, I think oh. this is this is to me this is bigger because it's literally from as long as I can remember like when I was five <laughs> years old tuning in and there Kimmy's was Raikkonen been, Kimmy's been in the sport longer than I've been alive so, like my, my first memory of Formula One was watching the 2007 title decider. So, it's <laughs> sweats in 2001 McLaren West livery. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, obviously, Lewis um, and Seb winning four world titles on the bounce. Lewis probably should have won seven had the Mercedes Thanks, not kept blowing up. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, um, so Kimmy will be sorely missed on the grid, but I'm sure he will stay in the paddock. Shall we? He might take a break for a bit, you know, like a year out, spend time with the family or something, and then come back. Just go rallying. (laughs) Why not? Just go rallying. (laughs) Thanks for Ferrari. Hello. (laughs) Um, Shall we please the triple crown? Shall we discuss the Dutch Grand Prix? Yeah, just yeah. speaking on Kimmy, but going on to the Grand Prix, Kimmy got COVID as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Kimmy was the only, <laughs> the only chance he would have had to do the Dutch Grand Prix, he couldn't. So. so instead we had Robert Kubica. I think there was there was a stat that like 
only two of the drivers were alive the last time we ran a Dutch Grand Prix or something stupid. Mm. That so, sounds about right. And, and one of them well, was 19, Raikkonen. I said it's in 1985 was the last Dutch Grand Prix? Uh, somewhere around there, yeah. It. Yeah. It was definitely the last race at Zandvoort, unless we went somewhere else. No, we, no, we, we haven't been anywhere else. Um, yeah, it was 1985 in that case was the last race. Yeah, I definitely wasn't around then. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Yeah, shall we discuss the Dutch Grand Prix? Yes. Orange smoke. One sentence race review, please, Richard. Uh, it's party time. This happens every week. How have you forgot? <laughs> because I didn't expect to go first again. <laughs> my top left <laughs> See, I organize everyone the same way each week so we have some kind of cohesiveness between the <laughs> podcasts why alex. am i always first <laughs> alex one sentence please um not the best race but made a lot better by the atmosphere nia exciting watching it but in hindsight wasn't too great like exciting it wasn't too exciting simply lovely (laughs) i'm going to be brutally honest i nearly fell asleep because there was just no i actually quite enjoyed the strategy bit but there was just not much racing yeah that that was the problem wasn't it 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 was like watching monaco again but at least there were overtakes yeah that they didn't show on tv (laughs) They were taking like cues from the Monaco race director. They said that went down so well and captured the world's imagination. So why don't we do exactly the same thing? I mean, I know it's great that Max Verstappen is lapping 20 seconds in the lead because he's yet to pet and Lewis has, but show me Checo coming through the field, please. Show me something. Don't need to worry about that, mate. Don't need to worry about that. And then there was the one thing that was quite interesting to watch that commentary completely ignored was Mazepin nearly putting Schumacher into the pit lane entry. And they're ju- they just talk over it like they didn't see it. It was, yeah. It was very reminiscent of his Bahrain moves in F2. Yeah. How how did they get a penalty for pushing him off the circuit? I don't, I don't know. They've given up at this point. I mean, for a start, it doesn't make a difference. And I think they've just given him so many. <laughs> I'm just bored of it. Yeah, he's still, he's still retired the first. So. The race yeah. director does not decide on the penalties. I don't care. Michael Massey is the scapegoat for me, and he has selective uh, selective vision, as we've yeah. in the past. So. He also has a very dysfunctional stopwatch, but, you know, we'll come to that at qualifying. Uh, fair. Um, shall we go to qualifying? Practice is... Practice, we talk about practice every week. And really, we said the only difference about practice this week was Lewis's car blew up in Q2 and FP2. How, it didn't how even lucky blow up that badly? How lucky is that man going to get that his terminal engine problem occurs in a free practice session? I mean, technically, practice is what three hours long, yes, so it's longer than the race <laughs> and, and qualifying. Engines, so, yeah, but yeah, um. And yeah, we don't know what engine it was that blew up. 
Or if it was even the engine that gave way. That's where, they, like, that's where they said it won't make him have a penalty. Yeah, it could have been a hydraulic issue or something, and he just mm. had to stop. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. But yeah, that was that, that was practice. FP1, who, who stopped in FP1? Oh, Seb. We basically didn't have FP1 because Seb's car blew up. Oh, yeah, and it was an electrical problem, so they couldn't touch the car. Yes. Forget Fireman Sam, we had Fireman Seb. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Fireman Seb, and then they brought out some carpets to put on the car. (laughs) I I would just like to say that what Seb was doing was actually spot on in terms of... um, Because the fire extinguisher that the Marshall had was a foam-based one, which you shouldn't use because it's an electrical problem. So you should use a CO2 fire extinguisher, which is what Seb was getting. Yes. Because you have, even with foam, like you have three main types of fire extinguisher, water, foam, and CO2. Water and foam, you have a risk of the electric current coming back up to the actual fire extinguisher. So you should never use water or foam. Fire extinguishers on an electrical fire, always CO2. I'm glad it was seven. Fire like extinguisher lessons with Richard. It's not like I've done eight years worth of fire training at my supermarket job. If, if any other driver broke down, there was no way they would know that. No. So good job it was him. Yeah. It does um, make me wonder about like training though, because if the marshals wandered over and started spraying a foam one and Seb's gone, don't. <laughs> Seb knows more than the marshal about fire extinguishers and that's pretty much the marshal's job at that point isn't it seb knows every single f1 world champion ever i mean seb literally there's literally nothing seb can't do at this point no one can convince me otherwise but wouldn't seb have been told it was an electrical issue so then he knew Yeah, i guess the marshal problem they just see a car stopping and seb with a fire extinguisher so they just want to help here, have some of <laughs> <laughs> like the scene from Home Alone where he's just like he's I can't remember what he's holding, like a battery, and then his head just goes, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Seb has to stop saving the car to save the marshal. <laughs> and then we have medical car Seb back at it again. <laughs> I, I found it really funny seeing Seb in full Aston Martin gear getting into the Aston Martin medical car. <laughs> I mean and that just made me chuckle a little. Feels right at home, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, it was good to see the Aston Martin safety cars back. We haven't seen them in a while. Although, um, as as we'll come to in the race, I think for the first time this season, we didn't see the safety car. Which was surprising, yeah. considering what everyone thought was going to happen. And <laughs> we were all expecting an incident of some description. I think the worst we got was a double waved yellow at turn three. I think so. Yeah, yeah. and that was for Seb spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Traditions. <laughs> yeah, so qualifying. Let's let's move on to that. Richard, talk about your stopwatch problem. What happened? Well, okay, well, Q1, we, we should cover Q1 first because the, the yeah, Hass boys... qualifying, so... The Hass boys qualifying. were idiots. Oh, and I have seen this, yeah. Yeah, they only got no penalty because Seb was just like, yeah, just leave it. Or last <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... And basically because Mick was so upset about having caused 
um, a problem for Seb. Yeah. yeah. He so, literally said Seb was the last person he wanted to mess up his lap for. Um, so, yeah, that, Just that such happened. Such a gem. Um, and then, so that was, it was those two, uh, Kubica, Seb and Perez. I'll, I'll tell you just now. Perez was, out. yeah, Perez went out in Q1 because he was a second too slow to cross the line to start his last flying lap. Uh, so eliminated 20th Mazepin, 19th Schumacher, 18th Kubica, 17th Vettel and 16th Perez. That was Q1. So, and then we get to Q2. And the double Williams red flag. What happened there? Okay, so I heard about it, but I was like, uh, George lost it on the way at the apex of the corner before the banked final section, um, and then went off backwards into the barrier and had a nice little tap, but managed to keep the car going, and it was nothing major. Well, okay, it wasn't anything major enough to stop him moving the car, but they did retire him from that point. and then Latifi said, anything you can do, I can do better, and absolutely sent it into turn seven and just, yeah, wrecked the car. Did he say it was a 38G crash on Twitter? I'm not surprised. It was a hefty whack. Um, and we, got a, um, we got a red flag for a spin about, what, a week after we didn't get a red flag when every single driver was complaining about complaining and no vision. And, yeah, let's not go there again. <clears throat> so, speaking of Mr Massey, let's have a look at the stopwatch, shall we? <clears throat> the lap time is a minute and nine seconds. And when the second red flag fell, there was a minute and 30 seconds on the clock. Now I know... I know outlaps are slower, but 21 seconds over a four kilometer track. You can get round in a minute 30. So Norris, Norris was denied a chance to escape Q2 because Massey's an idiot. And because Massey's an idiot last week, Norris missed out on pole. So I'm now convinced, and nobody can tell me otherwise, Massey has a vendetta against Norris. Wouldn't surprise me, but I mean to be fair, it's not like me to defend him, but there would have been absolute carnage in the pit lane, wouldn't there? Because... Oh yeah. But you know, at that point it's just whoever got into the front of the queue and who got round first. And then it's just, you know, the flag fell. Perez got caught out by the flag. They would have got caught out by the flag. It's just the way it works, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. Massey has an anti-Norris sentiment. Confirmed. If it happens again this week, you know it's you know it's you know it's it's just not happening. Like the pit lane gets closed just as Norris gets to the end or something. Yes, apologies. I had to move location. So where where are we? Michael Massey has an agenda against Norris, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Give me the too long, don't read. Uh Massey didn't red flag until after Norris had crashed, and Massey didn't restart the session when there was plenty of time to get out on track again in Q2. How much time was on the stopwatch? Minute 30. Lap times times a minute nine. Touch and go, but yeah, probably could have given it a shot and seen what happened. It would have just been 
those drivers that were at the front of Q made it round, those behind caught the flag. I think yeah. about one driver would have made it, if you think about how much they back up. And well, I think the driver at the front probably there. wouldn't have backed up and gone, let's break it! <laughs> and then that one driver probably wouldn't have improved anyway, because they'd have had to... Yeah, yeah they'd have cooked our tyres. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been tight to make it to the flag, so I can see why he didn't restart the session in that case. Still not gender that one, but yeah. that's a one-off. <laughs> that's the only one he's ever going to get after after last week nothing's coincidences don't happen nothing is an accident I'm so disappointed I wasn't here for the absolute roasting of him last week by the way <laughs> that, that was that was did your... you listen to it Alex yes I did yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very upset I missed that one that, that <laughs> episode know, had I, you I mean, written all over you, it yeah you knew my opinions anyway from the chat but <laughs> I, I think we all expressed pretty similar opinions, to be honest. Yeah, we were just channeling you through us. <laughs> so, um, shall we talk about the race? Wait, no. Q3. I thought we'd done Q3. You no, just that said was Q2. You that was Q2. Ah, Max took pole. Moving on. Max, Max takes pole, doesn't even have to open his DRS on the last straight. Yeah. Absolute Chad energy. Well done to Max taking pole at his home race. Very tight, 0. 0.038. Um, no DRS. With, with no DRS. Yeah, oh, P7 as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how <laughs> has he done that? So And, and Galvin P4 as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that flew under the radar the whole weekend. I didn't see him on broadcast at all. Yeah. Oh, Gasly just Gasly just drove round. Gasly so seen him emulated Carlos Sainz in Brazil. The only time I saw Gasly was when he was getting lapped because I seen him be- behind the Mercedes with his DRS open. I'm like, he's not that close to any of them. Oh, <laughs> so the qualifying station was this because nobody got penalties. So the provisional classification was the final classification. Uh, Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, Gasly, Leclerc, Sainz, Giovinazzi, Ocon, Alonso, Ricardo, Russell, Stroll, Norris, Latifi, Sonoda, Perez, Vettel, Kibetsa, Schumacher, Mazepin. 20 cars, 20 places. However, 20 cars did not start the race on the grid. We only had 18. Sergio oh. Perez took about a 60-place grid penalty. Um, for changing car up. Proper yep. channeling the uh, <laughs> the F1 game career mode there. Take yeah. every component penalty at once. So let me just open up this document from Joe Butter, the technical delegate. Sergio Perez changed his ICE to one above the um, allowed room amount. So that's the his fourth. Turbocharger to the, his fourth. The MGUH, the MGUK, uh, H being heat, K being kinetic, for those who are not sure. Uh, MGU motor generator unit, it's basically what powers their ERS. Um, the energy store, which is what stores their ERS. The big Contro- battery. <laughs> Control electronics, that's what lets the FIA tell you if you're allowed to open your DRS. Uh, and other such things in the car. See, I think this is a mistake because Sergio hasn't had any penalties before. 
now. So, at least um, no engine penalties, I don't think. Did he take the little one? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I knew you could spot a mistake in a steward's doctor. Yeah. Trust, I think it's a mistake. You. I'm not sure. I'll double check that, but I think it's a mistake. I'll get back to you next week. Um, and then what a riveting because... story. <laughs> because it was a new energy store, into the pit lane rather than the back of the grid, and Latifi decided to get a new front wing, which was a different spec, and a new gearbox. Understandably, given the size of the crash he had. Yes. He so... completely trashed that car. Uh, did we have any other pen- I don't think we had any other penalties so that was the final starting grid with those two being punted to the pit lane oh no it's sorry oh no. anyway uh, anyway oh no anyway um, yeah no that was it they just put um, twice so it was actually um, just a oh no anyway moment they listed Latifi and Perez twice so I thought more drivers had penalties. They did not. More mistakes. Um. Yeah. To the race. So I, so I just want to say, I can imagine Chris just at the end of the year just writing a note of all the, the mistakes in the Stuart document. Just emailing it to my classic. This is why I deserve a job. Just email it to Michael Massey. Here's where you went wrong. I Here's my review of your steward a... documents this year. Here's <laughs> where you can improve. I would look good in an FIA shirt <laughs> turning up to the podcast. Then you wouldn't be able to slate the stewards. <laughs> if we just like you. Watch me. <laughs> Try <I'm>... me. <laughs> but um, there goes your potential media passes. <laughs> I want to work in media anyway, so... <laughs> what is this, Nia? This is media. Yeah, no, we I, don't get paid, so can we count it as a job? I'm not It's a applying. hobby. It's more of a hobby for me. <laughs> it's more of a hobby for me. So. Yeah, I'm not applying to work for the FIA, so you don't need to worry. I don't have to do it if I don't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, the race... Literally doesn't turn up for the next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't turn up next week. I'd always be serious. The race. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> To discuss the race, so let's talk about it. Lap one, nothing happened. What? What? what apart from a Alpines. light, yeah, a light coming together between Giovinazzi and someone else, um, uh, okay. and the Alpines gained a couple of positions. The Alpines came together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They on the way well. into turn two. Um, yeah. And then Alonso went yeet around the top of turn three, which was quite satisfying to watch and rather amusing on commentary afterwards because I think it was Jensen said that after all weekend and everyone taking the high line because they decided that was the best line, suddenly everyone in the race takes the low line. And then Alonso says, thank you very much and sweeps round. So, yeah, exactly. He's just unbelievable at starts, Alonso. He was. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, every single race you just hear him gaining like three or four places, I swear. He's literally the Giovinazzi of this season. Yeah. Thanks for your the Giovinazzi con- uh, clause for last week, by the way. You put a massive jinx on that and put Giovinazzi so high up he'd never gain five positions. Oh, yeah. 
Sergio Perez coming in clutch. <laughs> mm. But um, I can't actually remember what I said. What what was the clause that? I... It's because I said a driver would go up five positions, at least five positions in the race, and oh, you yeah. said, "Oh, that's the Giovinazzi." Yeah. So that's what he does on lap one. Yeah. And then he qualifies seventh. I mean, fair play. It was great qualifying from him. Um, Then we had the the Haas altercation. Yeah. Uh, And apparently Mick has come out and said that he believes that the relationship between teammates is at this stage beyond repair. Mm. That team is just such a mess. It's unbelievable. I mean... That's what happens when you take all the money. Yeah. It happened with Grosjean and Magnussen, didn't it? But then obviously they were, I think, mature enough to, uh, you know, just sit down, talk it out, and yeah. sort it out. And they were decent and drivers. They did. Yeah, and they could drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but gets both, mixed, of, both of them were decent drivers. Yeah. Now nothing there's only gets, one decent driver. Nothing well, gets mixed. Yeah, Mech, Mech's good. Mech's talented. And then you, those, you, you don't a, win an F2 World Championship without having some yeah. form of talent. Speaking um, of Masbin, I just want to hop on um, Will Buxton's tweet which I just want to on him for a bit for it. Uh, he said feel like it's getting way too easy and way too frequent to dump on Mazepin I wonder why he has shown increased pace and performance of getting new chassis was justified with both qualifying frustration and defending his position in the race which he did without the need for investigation do you think do you think Will knows there's another reason why people are shitting on him I think he does, but he's probably because he's under contract from F1. True. Yeah. And I think, but there was no. No, in fairness, Will did, Will slated him on his YouTube channel and stuff. He did, yeah. But he did say that we have to separate off and on track. So that's what he's he's maintaining his own point of view of the on track and off track is is separate. But he's saying, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. In terms of on track. He's not any better. And he, he has improved since the start of this. I, he, has I will improved. he has improved a little, like in some bits, but in other bits, he's just like... Yeah, there are still bits that he's lacking, but there's no doubt about it. He has got better. Yeah, he has got better, but he's still a like, He's driven for longer than 30 <laughs> seconds, which is what he managed in Bahrain. True. The, the only way was up from there, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still guess, don't yeah. think he's outqualified Mech once this season. But... Uh, technically, he has twice, but those are the two qualifying sessions that Mick hasn't been in because Mick crashed in FB3. Yeah. So, you know, he has, but he hasn't. <laughs> well, he's yes. Outqualified them on pace. But actually, no. <laughs> yeah, on pace, absolutely not. No, definitely I mean, not. I guess, I guess some people, and he people was... are sometimes quick to jump on him. Like, for instance, the, the qualifying thing, you know, that was probably equally mixed fault, if not more, for overtaking him. We don't know the inside story there. Apparently, but, you know, Mick was told, yeah. you know, just get on with it. But, I mean, in some... Yeah, I have heard the do. team radio where Mick was just told, yeah, just pass him. I mean, yeah, in some cases, people do jump on Mazepin's back, but you bring that reputation on yourself. Yeah, when, yeah. And that's without going into, obviously, what he did. I think it is worth remembering, though, how much of a box that has is. Like Schumacher still finished three laps. Schumacher still finished behind George Russell, and George Russell didn't finish. Where have we seen that before? Oh yes, Imola, Sebastian Vettel. So yeah, the Haas is still undrivable. It would there was 
Roman Grosjean or Kevin Magnussen that never has. I still think they should have kept, like, uh, at the end of the season, they should have kept Kevin in the seat and brought Mick in as well, but obviously Cash is king. They needed the money, let's be honest. Yeah. Haas, Haas wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Nikita True. coming back in. True. But I also feel like they might have gotten a few more sponsors had they not brought in Mazepin. And they wouldn't have to race in a literal Russian flag. Yes. I wonder if the FIA are still investigating that. They they announced that they were and then just went a bit quiet. Complete radio silence, yeah. Yeah, we've never heard the outcome of that investigation. Yeah, so the, the Haas is... Only one of the Haas has finished. Um, Mazepin pulled into the pits and just parked. Went home, good. Every other driver breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> they wouldn't have to lap him. Um, well, I guess that is another thing. He's become a bit more respectful of blue flags since Portimao. He's learned what the colour blue means. It's not just a bit of the, the, the team's livery. Yeah. yeah. It has a meaning when it's flashed at you on the side of the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not just go Haas, come on. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. You can do it. Hey, Haas. <laughs> yeah. And then Mick finished 18, 17th, 18th? 18th. Yeah, Mick finished 18th, yeah. Behind the did not finish of George Russell. Poor Haas. Um, Russell DNF'd on lap 70. Also at that end of the race, we had Valtteri, please do not set the fastest lap. Valtteri eases off, sets the fastest lap anyway. James, it's Valtteri. You. <laughs> well, in fairness, Valtteri did try. And- yeah, I know. It was hilarious, though. It was just... Because the mini sets <laughs> think, were all uh, purple. Um, and then th- there was a few yellow ones at the end, but he just couldn't slow down enough. Oh, but then God. Lewis went and blew the lap out the water with a 110. Sorry, 111 0. Um, and that whole situation just epitomizes what a mess Mercedes strategies have been. It's just a, a Spain, mess the team honest. situation is. Yeah, well, pretty much since Spain. They had that one good call, didn't they? With the, uh, yeah. Doing the two-stop. And ever since then, it's just been bad call after bad call. And that's going to, in such a close championship, that's going to make the difference, isn't it? I think they gave the one shot, the one-stop shot. It was worth a try doing a contrast strategy between the teammates. And then knowing they had that much space, they did say this is just a precautionary pit stop. It wasn't for the lap or anything. It was just so bottom tire didn't go pop and cost them the podium. Yeah, because he had reported vibrations earlier on in the race. So It was purely a precautionary pit stop. And when you're a lap ahead of the car behind, you can Why afford not? to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big, the big mess up was bringing Hamilton out into traffic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a muck up. I mean, you couldn't. They could have pitted earlier when he was close to Verstappen. They could have pitted earlier, or just waited a lap, or or waited one lap, which would have been enough to clear the traffic. And yeah, yeah, it's just Mercedes all over in the last few races, to be honest. Yeah, yeah they've not had a good run at it. Mm. And Max retook the lead of the championship. I, I won't lie, I'm still a little annoyed about Belgium. That he got a free, like four points, um, on the championship battle. But 
it is what it is. They're not going to change their mind now. Um, so he now leads the championship by four points. Um, three points. Oh, even better. Easy enough to retake the lead in, in Monza. Um, that's what they were saying in comms. Monza is going to be very different from last weekend because it's a totally different circuit. And you can actually overtake at Monza. Got the return of sprint qualifying. Yes, but we will come to that. Um, anything else you want to say? Wait, about the race? It? I'm just going to ask, where's the third sprint qualifying happening? Uh, uh, we have no Brazil. idea. A Brazil. Probably oh, Brazil. If we go to Brazil. Yeah, hmm. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Have an extra hour of snooze fest. We're getting new Abu Dhabi. No, this is true. This is true. So. Don't know if it'll be a snooze fest yet. We'll find Potential out on... snooze fest. <laughs> we'll Most find likely. out on the Friday because we'll see how quickly they can go around the track. Um, but then we'll cry. After... Then we'll cry, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to new Abu Dhabi. I think it might be fun. I just, yeah. But we'll Anything's talk about better that. than old Abu Dhabi, right? We'll talk about that in three months. We're getting right. a bit ahead of us. This We're isn't really the Monaco, that close. This isn't the Monaco episode where we can just talk about Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have content this week. Yeah. Um, anything else anyone wants to touch on in the race? AWS. Oh yeah, joke. the tire oh, graphics. Yeah. <laughs> 18 lap hard for Verstappen and it's 10%. <laughs> what? When everyone in comms all weekend was saying like, yeah, it's, the tires aren't really degrading. Yeah. <laughs> AWS. Hard, yeah, like... Don't think you understand that big man. I really want to know what data AWS crunches to get those numbers. Mate, the overtaking difficulty of like 0.1 actually turned yeah. out to be correct though. Um, Bottas like, didn't really hold him up, let's be honest. The striking distance. Most of the graphics are very good and accurate. And then there's the tire data one. The, the striking distance is meh because it's they literally take it off like the the difference between the previous lap of the, those two drivers, and they that doesn't get it that doesn't matter if accurate, one of though. them's been through traffic or whatever, yeah. which like, often throws a spanner in it, especially at Zandvoort. It's so, usually one or two laps out though when it is. Yeah, it's, when yeah, it's reasonable. It's yeah. a damn sight closer than the tire graphics. <laughs> it, I think the only one that's massively off is the tire graphic. Yeah. Uh, also, for me when they compare drivers, you see, like, qualifying 8.8. Yeah, I want to oh, know how they get those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, what what's, oh, what qualifies is 8.8, what qualifies is 9, <laughs> what's 6? Is like... Yeah, the, 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 the one where you get, like, in a free practice session and it's, like, uh, expected qualifying <laughs> result and there's, like, unexpected result and it's, like, you've literally just taken the times everyone's done in this session on the soft tyre and then shaved a little bit of time off and gone, job's good. <laughs> no, I think they're, they have explained about how that one works. They take into account their sector times, the track conditions, expected fuel loads and things. 
because that's how there can be a bit of swapping in positions and yeah. like somebody who finishes P4 then ends up like P16 in the qualifying graphic. Um, but that one, that one's quite interesting to look at because it I does take into account the different conditions. I think my favourite graphic from them is probably the the corner analysis one that they've got, mm. where you show two different drivers' uh, speed traces through through a corner, and you can see where they break and how how much speed they take off, how much speed they carry through a corner, and when they get back on the power. That that for me is a that is a brilliant yeah. graphic because it's just. 100% pure facts rather yeah. than here's some data that we've analysed and produced something. I quite like the pet strategy battle ones where it takes into account the time delta to make you not have to do maths. Um, but so often, the, the problem is so often that the, it's, it's a one-stop and it's like medium to hard and you pit on this lap or soft to hard and you've pit a lap earlier. Yeah. Oh no, not the, the one. More, two, not that, the one before the race. Oh, okay. Um, say the one during the race when it's oh, yeah. the car behind pitted. It's like this car yet to pit, chance of overtake. Yeah, yeah. And it crunches those numbers, so you don't have to. Um, I do quite like that one. And the one we're going to need to get used to seeing is the fastest pit stop of the season, because that will not change with the new technical directive. No one will pull out a one point eight seven. Nope. Thanks, FIA, for killing pit stops. Mercedes still pulled out a 2.2 at the weekend, though, so they're, they're not slow by any means. No, they're Red Bull pulled out a 2.1, didn't they? I'm not sure. Let's check. They're just not as fast. <laughs> no, because there's now a built-in delay. Um, albeit it's, what, like a tenth? Yeah, but still, when you're talking about two seconds, a tenth is like 5% of your time. Um... 2.15, so they were 0. 0.003 faster than Mercedes with a 2.18. Um, and round 12 just doesn't exist on this. Can't the championship standings do that? No. No, we had a race, guys. Don't you know? We, we, we had a race. I love that even commentary calls them out on that. It's like, that was race, race. race. I quite yeah. I found it quite funny that I think I think it was Ted that ended up using the sort of like the veloce term of the yeah, not, not the, the G- Belgian GP. <laughs> yeah, not the GP, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Veloce taking over title sponsorship for Belgium next year. Yeah. Um shall we discuss Monza? Well, I mean I've got all of our predictions to analyze, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's been someone, some more on Discord as well. I've been recording. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got those down. Um, yeah, and I've got some from a, a group chat that I will share with you when we get to that. Oh, point. I'll, just, I'll just check. This Sophie's reply. I doubt it, but <laughs> still yeah, so so reply to me. Doing, no, Sophie's no. doing Instagram yeah, uh, questions, yeah. and I decided to send in. Can we get your uh, <laughs> predictions for this weekend? But. We did get a shout out. We I did get a shout out. We did get a shout out. So yeah, I think it was Ben that sent the end. So thanks. Yeah, shameless <laughs> plug. Yeah. Always go for it. I did not expect it one bit. As soon as I seen it, I just couldn't stop laughing. She did just say that Russell is the best driver in F one though. If all cars were equal, she's a Lando fan. Hot take. Yeah, hey, I rate it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, the question was on pure racing ability. Who would you say is the best driver on the grid? Uh, or who would be the best if all cars were equal? Russell. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so Richard, our predictions, please, and points. <coughs> In last place. Me. It's Chris. What a shock. Yeah, where's, where's your glass, Chris? Raise that for traditions. Right. Uh, and then in joint second place. Am I not getting my score? Oh, you've got six <laughs> points. The outrage Con- of that. Con- congratulations for saying that Bottas would come third. Uh, and that Verstappen would get pole, but you put Hamilton and Verstappen the wrong way around. So you were so close. So close. So close, but yet so far. And then in joint second with seven points is Ben, Nia, myself, and Sonia. (laughs) And in first place, with a full house of 16 points, is Alex. Alex. So much for my cursed predictions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so obvious that Max was going to win. I I, I normally put Hamilton, but it was... It just had to be. It was a no-brainer. It, it means that you you've jumped two places since the last since the after the Belgium was added on. So you're now in third. Nia Nia had a bit of a dip. No, I'm, I'm not doing half points. Belgium. No, I can't be asked for that. <laughs> Nia Nia had a bit of a dip before Belgium. She, you were you were down in you were down in fifth. Then Belgium bumped you back up to th- uh, third. But uh, yeah, now you're down in fourth. Um, ben is in fifth. I am in the lead by one point with Sonia in second. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how that's, close that's is just... Chris to me? Uh, <laughs> not close at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're all right, mate. You could probably take a week <laughs> off. Get it. <laughs> I think that's because I did take a week off. That yeah. didn't help. Yeah, you're seven yeah. points shy. You're, you're seven well, points off the back of the pack. I mean, if I pull out a perfect prediction weekend, that would that would close it right up. If miracles can happen. I've never done it yet, but I could. How many perfect weekend predictions weekends have we had? Uh, Sonia had one, I've had one, Ben's had one, and now Alex has had one. So everyone bar me and you and Ian. And yeah. I think, We're doing I great. Think, I think Alex is the only one that's had it since we added pole oh. position. So, but I mean, I haven't added that into like a, an extra, extra bonus point. It's just you still get the one point. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's 15 points for the podium. That's a big enough bonus. So, uh, and then we have Mazapin Bingo results. It's I a five way draw. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't I the only one to say would not finish? Yeah. So, you, you got a point for that, but you don't get a point because you said he wouldn't be lapped before. Yeah, because I said he was going to DNF on lap one. Yeah, I think. Um, and obviously, therefore, he hasn't finished a number of laps down. So you only got yeah. the point for he DNF'd. Uh, Nia was the closest with lap 25. He got lapped on lap 20. And uh, he he pulled into the garage on lap 42. Well, his lap 42. It was lap 44 on the actual graphic. So he finished two laps down. So Alex, Ben, and myself all got a point for that. So it's a five-way tie. <laughs> Wait, did we give it a point for the closest to when he gets lapped? I thought it was only if you got it right. No, it's usually the closest. It's, it's usually just the closest. 
there's this like the tiebreaker like if ever if you both have the same number of laps down and he finished then closest lap wins it so yeah uh, it's not exactly a, a rigorous bold predictions um only two people did not have theirs come off this week yeah, and that's you and yeah I don't know who that is. Chris and Chris and Alex. So I can't even remember my bold prediction. Uh, yours was that Verstappen was spin in turn one. Spin. Uh, so you have the wrong driver, and you were two corners short. Uh, unlucky. Uh, Alex said that Perez would get no points uh, after qualifying. That, you were. That was almost a really good one, but. Perez got one like point. It. <laughs> it's still a point. That's all yeah, it needs. He got two points. Then. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, he did. He over- oh, did they finish ninth? Yeah, yeah he finished eighth. Eighth. Yeah. eighth. Oh, eighth. God. Eighth? Is that not four yeah. points? He got four That's points. four points. Oh, God. Uh, and then Nia said Hamilton for Stappen or a teammate crash. And we've had two teammates colliding twice. The Alpines came together on lap one and the Hasses. So. Well, the Hasses didn't actually touch, I don't think. Well, I Alpine's don't dead. Alpine's dead. The, the Alpine's dead. The Alpine's dead. dead. Yeah. There's, there's no disputing it. that. So That's what we forgot about in the race. Um, Lando and Perez's incident on, like, lap <clears> 70 <throat> or something. McLaren were just nowhere in general. Yeah, they were really, like... Whereas Ferrari. They, they were, like, really... Um, Daniel, like, that's not the right word, but I can't be able to think of a better one. Uh, they were like really sh- on his strategy. <clears throat> Valtteri, it's James. Please be the fastest lap. Uh, yeah, I was just like, please hold up, Checo. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were really did not do great for Daniel that race. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, when Lando came out of his pit stop right behind Daniel, you think, well, obviously he's you've got to let them let him through because he's on yeah. such fresher tires. Mm. It, like, the, the difference was like what 15 20 laps at that point or something daft but didn't Dan, wasn't daniel saying like i'm really vulnerable in this position and then they just didn't do anything about it it was just one of those races he didn't want to start 10th yeah mm. yeah we almost had to abort the start because he couldn't put it in gear so mm. that was a bit of a, an interesting one that i missed because he was like waving out the car like <laughs> And finally, yeah, that's, that's the signal to, to race, yeah, race control. Don't go, please. <laughs> but they did anyway. <clears throat> Michael Messi. Um, so, yeah. Yellow... McLaren carries on. <laughs> and no, that's not Michael Massey's fault. That's actually the marshal that stands beside Daniel's car's fault. Oh. Because as soon as Daniel's hand should have popped up, the yellow flag should have flew. Michael but there was fault. no yellow flag, so it's yeah. the marshal's fault. Ultimately, it falls to Michael Massey. It's his responsibility that the race is run properly. So he's sat in race control, looking down the grid. I don't care. It's his fault. So, yeah. Where was he's, Ricardo? He's the, he's the boss. We don't know the steward. Ultimately, it's Michael Massey's fault. Ultimately, the responsibility falls on the highest person. So <laughs> it's Michael Massey's fault, and it's again against McLaren. So he needs to go. He has bias. <laughs> okay, then. He's not us who are biased. It's him. It's him. <laughs> 100%. This is not sponsored by McLaren. I really wish it was. Yeah, the money would be <laughs> so that, It's not sponsored by McLaren. <laughs> no, Have not sponsored McLaren, at all. McLaren, do you want to hit us up? Yeah, not, please, not, not sponsored. Please, McLaren, slide in my DMs. <laughs> 
any platform. I don't care. Zach, um, Zach Brown, do it. Hit me up. Invite me to the end. Hey, Rich. <laughs> yeah, we actually were going to talk about Lando driving into Sergio a moment ago. Were we? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Mark Murphy didn't give him a penalty for that. Didn't see it. They weren't, there wasn't even an investigation. Not that bad. Or at least there was no on-screen confirmed investigation. There probably wasn't investigation then. Yeah. Well, I'm fair, it happened that late in the race. They pro- they might not have decided to investigate because it's usually race control noted. Under investigation, time penalty. <laughs> there was one time penalty. George Russell. Oh, speeding in the pit lane. The pit lane. <laughs> Let's play penalty points, bingo. How many points do you think he got? If, if he didn't two. get two. I'm going so one. Richard's going two. I'm going one. Yeah, good one. one. Alex, one. Ben. Wait, hang on, hang on. Wait, how much faster? That is true. That is true. One point one kilometers per hour. hour. One. Ten. (laughs) Ten (laughs) Ten points. (laughs) Race ban. I mean, I would give one, but Mm. this is Michael Massey. Yeah. Hang on, Antonio Giovinazzi's calling. He's just gone thirty-eight miles an hour faster (laughs) in the pit lane. He's literally doubled the speed limit. He's got off scot free. So, yeah, go on, Chris. Uh, none. No penalty points. Rate that. He didn't get any either, did he? So. Yeah, no, and Giovinazzi was okay, like 25 yeah. kilometers an hour faster. Didn't Giovinazzi get like a 10 second stop go penalty or something? No, no penalty <laughs> points. I mean, we yeah. covered this at length, didn't we? What In... race was it? Again? Here we go again. That was um, Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. Ah, car 99, pet lane speeding. There we go. Um, yeah, 25.6 kilometers per hour, 10 seconds stop, no penalty points. Imagine if he sped doing the stop and go as well. That would be amazing. I remember Maldonado doing that. He got penalty yeah. for speeding in the pit lane and then got a penalty for speeding in the pit lane while serving his penalty for speeding in the pit lane. And there was Yuki Sonoda as well crossing the white line yeah. twice yeah. in the same race. Um. But yeah, so that was the only five second time penalty issued during the race. Um, oh. He served that and then came in and retired the next lap anyway. Yeah, there was a gearbox issue. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but because he retired, it means that they can take a new gearbox at the next event for free. Bonus. Actually, speaking of taking stuff and not having to take penalties and such. Red Bull electing to give Perez an entirely new allocation of parts is very shrewd, considering he was a, he was only losing, what, five places. But now he has an extra set of everything in the pool. Yes. So I don't think he'll have to take a penalty for the rest of the season now, barring any up. incidents, obviously. Yeah, unless another engine blows up. Yeah. but We're talking about this off air. I don't understand how it works anyway, because... If you qualify last, why wouldn't you just take a new component? Of I mean, it costs, but you'd do it yeah, anyway, wouldn't you? At least once to get one new set of everything. But this is the thing. Obviously, talking about Italy, that's kind of been the assumption. That's when they're going to take Verstappen's penalty, isn't it? So, so you, you need to no. need to cycle through all the available ones first, and then if you take anything else after that, then you start getting penalised. So it's only because he's actually used all of the parts previously that he yes. can take it right. Okay. 
Oh, you, so, um, so basically code passes are wrong, is what you're telling me, because on the game you can just... Yes. Shock. Oh, who would have thought? Code passes are wrong. Shock horror. Code passes um, are wrong? Whoa. Yeah, that's, that is wrong. You can't just... Because you need to actually have installed them on your car for them to count. Okay. Um, that's why there's a document issued at the start of every weekend, new PU elements for this event. Um, and it's just keeping tally of what everyone's used. Same as the Gearbox one, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, that needs to run for six consecutive events before you take another one. If you take another one before that, five-place grid penalty. Thank and you. three hey. penalty points. <laughs> three penalty points. How dare you? Yeah, so you do need to cycle through them all. You get a set allocation of each part. That makes sense. Um, there was discussion. Obviously, Perez has basically got all scot-free there. There was discussion of that changing at one point. I don't know if they took it anywhere because they felt it was quite unfair that you could get like a 60-place grid penalty, serve it in one go. You've only taken five places, leaving Start five grid penalties that you didn't take. So when everyone takes the inevitable 70-place grid penalty at Monza, are we having them start at Ascari? No, I think. How do they know when the lights go out? (laughs) They just see the other cars passing. Well, the race is gone. (laughs) Race started. The race is gone. Go. There was discussions of it rolling over into the next event. Um, I feel that's harsh. I don't think it went anywhere. I don't think they get a grid penalty up to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, because. Well, yeah, think about it. If you. Take 10 and it'd still be the same. But. Yeah, if you had like a massive shunt and your entire engine was written off completely, gearbox as well, you're looking at a 70, 80 place grid penalty. And if you can only take five because you're in a boat of a Williams or a Haas or an Alpha, then that one set of penalties is going to last you like 14 races. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, that wouldn't be fair. If you, if you had that... You- Say you had that massive crash failed. at like um, what was round six? That was oh, say you absolutely destroyed it in Monaco, and you ended up in the harbor, and it was just it was gone. You never got the car back. Drowned. You'd literally be <laughs> last for the rest of the season. Then we would be onto the stewards about something. <laughs> yeah, but you'd, you'd literally be last for the rest of the season unless you get a fluky Giovinazzi incident and you end up seventh, and then you yeah. shorten it by like two races because you'd get seventh. And then still have to start last on it that set just, soft. So, yeah, it was uh, just discussion. Um, it was a few seasons ago as well. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm pretty mm. sure it was a rollover. I think it was maybe just to the next event because okay. it was it was felt it was a bit unfair that the top teams could take an entire new engine, drive past everyone else, and basically not have a penalty. Like they would still end up finishing on the podium. Um. They'd probably just do that in two races instead of one if they carried over. So you know, Dempster brakes, make your car faster. Then <laughs> just go fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the problem is. Go fast. Just be better at the sport. <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of the team radio of um, Jan Deruvler from oh, yeah. Silverstone. Just get a race update. Just try fast. <laughs> Monza. Yes. The F1 we're, we Ooh. do normally talk about the support races, but we're just going to get some breaking news from one of the support races. Formula 3 is not going to the circuit of the Americas. 
Formula 3 is instead going with Formula 2 to the Sochi Autodrome. <laughs> Them poor people. Okay, right. I actually I slightly disagree with you there, cars go around the boring circuit. Because Formula 2 and Formula 3 somehow serve up good races at Sochi. Yeah, it's just Formula chassis. 1 that can. You would rather <laughs> drive at Austin than Sochi. Oh, definitely, yeah. But at least it'll be good racing. It's not like Formula One's having two rounds at Sochi. I'd rather drive around a hey! car park than Sochi. It's okay. There's only one more year. Let's go We're to going France somewhere again. else next year. <laughs> you gotta drive. We're going somewhere Saint else. Petersburg. Going so, to another circuit that's going to produce exactly the same racing. No need to panic. We might be pleasantly surprised next year. Yeah. If you and... want to have a look at the, the circuit that we'll be going to... Review it in our Dream Circuits and Calendars episode. Because, uh, actually, we did bring it up. I would like to say France was good this year. Yes. That's why I said a car park and not Paul Ricard. So, if Even France though they are was... one and the same. <laughs> if France was good this year, maybe Sochi will be good? Look, don't get your hopes up, mate. Or we should just drive at car parks. Melbourne Park? Street circuits. Yeah. <laughs> I did design one to go around my hometown. Um, Which would be hilarious because a car park or a racetrack, a racetrack, <laughs> a car park around my entire town. Yeah, nice. And we're going to Sochi in three weeks. Oh yeah, there's the whole calendar rejig, isn't there? Because nothing's replacing Japan, so they've just moved everything instead. And yeah, mess. Well, we would still have been going to Sochi in three weeks anyway. Yeah, it's just like things have moved a week l- earlier or later after that, and there's no like triple header. It's now one on, one off, one on, one off. So, you know, it's. Um, Formula 3 said it was due to logistical costs that would have made it unfeasible for the teams that they've decided to move, but they do want to race at Cota in the future. Transatlantic. Um. And because obviously Formula Two is already there, most of the paddock will be there, so it, it will just make it slightly easier. Is W Series still going to Kota? Maybe. At the moment, they've not said anything. Keep an eye on that one. <laughs> so they Did... they may be the only support series at um, Circuit of the Americas. Just going back to Formula Three, wasn't there news on Enzo Fittipaldi moving to Formula Two? Was it? Yes, he's he been moved promoted. To Form... Yeah, he moved to Formula Two. And we'll be racing this weekend in Monza. I think so. We we have support races in Monza. Uh, oh, yes. Mon- yeah, Monza. But yeah. um, he's uh, is replacing Beckman at Shuru's racing system. I'm looking at the timetable for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Formula One qualifying straight after Formula Two qualifying is so strange to see. We've had it before. Yeah, once. Yeah, we've still had it before. It's still Traditions. weird. <laughs> Tell me it's not. Tell no. me it's not going to be strange watching qualifying on a Friday. Uh, no. What time followed, does it start for us? Followed by FP2. Uh, quali is five till six. Yeah. Sorry. I was about to say is six to the... seven, but remember that was Italian time. Yes. Yes. Wait, so wait, what's happening on Friday on our times? So Friday, we have FP1 and quali. Um, Saturday, we what, have... Wait, what time's FP1? FP1 is at 1.30 till 2.30. Okay. I'm in college. I'm just trying to work out what I'm watching now. Everything. Um, I wish. Record it. I can't. 
Um, just watch the live timing. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, we do it. We don't do anything on Friday. I'll, I got Sky Go. It's fine. <laughs> um, we got a lot of turn, sport races on. The Turn Five podcast does not promote not paying attention in college. Uh, we think everyone should work hard and do their best. <laughs> it's just two to time. It's fine. We're not actually doing any work. But yeah, no, there is. There's three support series and um, Monza with us. We've what got time, the times? Porsche Mobile Super Cup, which um, replaced the Belgian Grand Prix. So really a highlight of your weekend there. Uh, and we have the Sports Prototype Cup as well, as well as FIA Formula 2. What's Next the, week, um, we archive? will only be talking okay. about FIA Formula 2. <laughs> <laughs> What are the times for F2 our time on Friday? Uh, I'm just going to send you the link to the timetable. Practice is 20 past 11, their time. Subtract an hour from everything. Okay, because different time zones, I'm just like... (laughs) All you have to do is subtract an hour. Okay. Um, So, predictions. Monza, Richard. Um... Um, Hamilton, Ben, Lando, Ben. <laughs> this is a sprint, right? It's not raining, so it can't be Lando. <laughs> McLaren straight line pace. Speed. It's got a Mercedes um, engine up its yeah. bum now, so Alex. Right, hang on. I need some time to think about this. Paul, so, remember, is the winner of the sprint. The sprint, right. It depends if Red Bull take the penalty for Verstappen. No, because that gets applied after qualifying results. So that'll be for the Grand Prix on Sunday. Is it going to be 10? Is it going to be 60? Uh, It's a whole new engine they've said it'll be 60. Okay. So it'll be starting from the back of the grid. And we only want your pole position. Hamilton. Hamilton. (laughs) Nia, pole. Hamilton. And I shall also go Hamilton. This is Monza. We are having sprint qualifying. There are extra points. Nia, speed king. Who will it be? Which one Who tops the timings on qual- during actual qualifying? Uh, Hamilton. Alex, who will be the speed king? Hamilton. Ben? Uh, Lando. <laughs> Are you trying to lose positions? Fine, He's trying to give you a chance. I remember He's being nice. Saying, "Oh, McLaren might win Monza," so you know. Yeah. I've got to stick um, to my word. Richard Speed King for Stappen, and I'm going Hamilton for Speed King. Uh, and finally, podium predictions. Ben, let me guess, is Lando going to win no. the Grand Prix? <laughs> I wish. I've got a Hamilton, Lando, Verstappen. Nia? Hamilton, Verstappen, nice. Alex? To be honest, I still back Verstappen from last to finish on the podium, at least. So, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. The 2020 special. Um, I'm going there as well, but that's just because I think the Mercedes will be faster this weekend. Uh, And Richard, podium? Verhampot. 
Verham bot. So we forgot to ask social media for the Speed King because I came up with that two seconds ago. We'll, yeah, thanks for that. We'll go back yeah. and ask Sonia. Ours, um, I've got everything else except Speed yeah. King for Sonia. So we'll go back and get Speed King um, for oh. those who haven't submitted it. Richard, can you take us through the social media predictions you have while I get the ones I have? Yeah, uh, so my mate Matt has said that pole position <clears throat> Pierre Gasly and the podium will be Charles Leclerc, Pierre Gasly and Lando Norris which I rate um, then after Discord we've got Mackazance who said Hamilton for pole and <clears throat> obviously anticipating some kind of incident because Bottas Perez Norris on the podium Hmm. And M. Alexander has gone for Bottas on pole. And then Hamilton, Bottas, and Ricardo on the podium. That's that's a big call, Bottas, to win the sprint race. And what was the podium, sorry? Uh Hambot Rick. Hambot Rick, interesting. Let's put Ricardo third, and you're more surprised about Bottas being on that pole. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Valtteri, it's James. <laughs> It'd be yeah. like the biggest Bottas move. <laughs> so, Rhiannon has went with Paul Lewis, podium on Sunday, Ham Verbot. Uh, Jamie has went sprint qualifying winner, Max. Podium, Pierre, Max, Charles. Uh, and Elsa has went sprint winner, Valtteri. Max Lewis Checo for the podium. So that's the ones I have. Anyone else got any that they want to share? Anyone got Mazepin for the race win again? No, it's okay. We're not as deluded as some people. Yeah, we'll stop going to Twitter after that one. Um, <laughs> I occasionally, throw, I occasionally yeah. throw a tweet out and I didn't get any response. Speaking of, you should follow so. us on um, Twitter. <laughs> Please. <laughs> to keep up with some of the latest news. <laughs> we do our best. We're not full-time. Uh, exactly. We have lives. Um, I do, but that's besides the point. The rest of us. Formula 3. I've only seen one of the races, I'll be honest. It was race 2. Didn't Leclerc win one of them? Yes, Leclerc won the first... Uh, Victor won Martin won the second and Dennis Hauger won the third, yeah. which I think has basically oh, wrapped up the championship mm. for Hauger. Yeah. yeah, he's got a massive points the... advantage now. It was under threat, wasn't it? After Spa, he's doing one twice. It was under yeah. threat in race two when Hauger got a puncture and then doing oh, just yeah, yeah. bend it into the gravel. Yeah, and right at the end of race two, it's carnage. But apart yeah. from that, not too much went on. We saw more red flags and safety cars in F3 than we did in Formula 1. Yes, with it. Which isn't actually that surprising in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> well, we didn't even see the safety car in Formula no, exactly. 1. Well, we did, just enough people. <laughs> well, that was the medical car. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even the safety car. Yeah. Sad Bert Aston didn't... Martin noises. Yeah, Bernd didn't leave the garage during a Formula <laughs> 1 session. Alan van der Merv has completed more laps of Zandvoort. Yes. Um, so, race one. Anyone see it? I was working, so I missed it, but I seen race two. I watched it live. It was it was kind of like Formula One in a way, where you got it done on lap one, 
And if you could, you know, force your opponent into making a mistake, you'd be able to get a move. But otherwise, it was kind of processional. Yeah. Um, and it was very much the same with race two as well until the very end when everyone started just putting it in the gravel. The safety car really did shake it up because it basically gave a second lap one. Yeah. Um, and then the gap was three tenths across the line. Sorry. Um. Happy for Martin though. Um, he, he deserved it. He had a great drive um, and a good race one. And race three, I think it's safe to say Dennis Hauger, Formula 3 champion. Um, I think I, we knew that from like a couple of weekends I ago. I don't there. see... It's, well, it's no, more confirmed now. closed quite a lot in Spa. Yeah. yeah. And then like... it could have closed quite substantially. Like 50 points in Formula 3 isn't a lot when you consider there's nearly... 70 I think available during a weekend um, so one bad weekend and there goes your lead yeah so it was, it was very much a missed opportunity for but, doing yeah. in race 2 um, but I mean you can't really fault Hauka's drive on, on the Sunday because I mean he got pole position fastest lap and the race win like, it was just all the stuff with the it distance, yeah. so, even in the first two races he was the one making overtakes out of everyone. Yeah. He, he, just, he is the standout, let's be honest. Yeah, he's, he's had a great season and, and well done to him. Mm-hmm. Um, w Series? Um, Emma Kamalainen got Emma Kamalainen chucked it on pole, so we had karaoke yeah. over the yeah. Zoom radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her race engineer was chuffed about, uh, realising he had to sing the Spice Girls on live TV. For as chuffed as um, <laughs> Carlos Sainz's engineer, more yeah. chuffed. Yeah. Ah, yeah. For for context, people who don't know that um, his Danny, I think his name is, made a bet saying, "If you get it on pole, I'll sing the Spice Girls with you." So there's a video after qualifying of Emma Kimmelainen and her race engineer Danny singing the "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls in the in the paddock. It's There's also the really funny team radio after the session ends, and he's like, oh, "We're P one, oh, we're P one," because he's just like realised that she's dumped it on pole position. And then just a bit of like, "Ah, oh, shit, I have to sing the Spice Girls, don't I?" Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, other than that, it was um, Alice Powell won the race. Emma Klein and dropped down to third, and Chadwick stayed second. The so, championship is joint first between Powell and Chadwick now, I think. I see. Is it has it been decided on countback or something then? Powell's in the lead, I know Yeah, Powell's in the lead. Oh, okay. Um, so as it stands, uh, we're asking about WCs. They are still going to Cota and the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez in Mexico. So they've still got two rounds to go. Formula 3 has one round and Formula 2 has many. Has the W Series had more rounds than Formula 2? Yes. yes. We've had five rounds of W Series and four rounds. Oh, uh, six, six rounds, rounds of, w of series. w Series and four oh, rounds of Formula 2. I suppose there is only one W Series one. race and three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Speaking of Formula 2, there's rumours they're going back to the old format, which I'm very happy about. I'll admit, I have enjoyed this three-race format. Oh, yeah. uh, the three-race format. I mean, like, the calendar. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. The calendar was so bad. There was just, there was too big a gap. Um, while watching Formula 3 and Formula 2 in the same weekend is a lot of driving, 
Um, well, I mean, that's will, what we had before pandemic, wasn't it? So I think it will be quite tough fitting six races into the same weekend at um, Sochi. It'll be interesting to see the schedule when that gets confirmed. 6 a.m. Formula 3 race one. On track temperatures, two. Minus 12. Having to break out the Pirelli ice tiles that they took oh. to the Nürburgring. Uh, I'm sure it's be hit up Red Bull and get those ones with the chains on that Max took Oh, yeah, skiing. the snow tires, yeah. It can be done. I don't think Formula One would be too happy at that. Just a thought, like the surface getting absolutely ripped to shreds by some chains. I don't think it would do the cars much good, to be honest. Because oh. let's, be, let's be honest, one of those chains is going to break at some stage during a race and then it's just going to shred an entire barge board. Yeah, so that will be interesting to see the scheduling that we need to fit in six races. It hasn't been updated yet, it still just says F1 and F2. And W Series is going to Mexico. If Formula One goes to Mexico, I don't know if they're still using the circuit as a field hospital or not. I mean, if they're going to it, I doubt it. So <laughs> Yeah, but it's Formula One. They could cancel the race like a week before, being like, we tried. Um, they could go to the circuit that Formula E went to, I suppose. When was that? Oh, I was that Puebla. Puebla, Puebla yes. yeah. I was they like, I was going to say, but I was like, is that all right? All I could think of was Pebble. And I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Pebble. But that would be pending FIA circuit yeah. homologation, etc., etc., etc. Is it green? And we go green in the Pebble Grand Prix. <laughs> I, I don't know if grade one, because you don't have to be grade one for Formula E yeah. yet, even though it's a world championship. So when are Mercedes announcing George Russell? Tomorrow morning. So uh, in terms of when the podcast tonight, goes out... Today, it will have been announced. Yeah, um, um, but it'll be about minus remember, four hours. <laughs> yeah, we are... Um, we record on the Monday. And it's currently 25 past 10. So, so George will either have been confirmed or, or will be Mercedes will have pulled the funky and confirmed someone else. So who's going to Williams then? Albon, probably. Which, I love the way, yeah, we didn't... We said, didn't we, in our, in our silly season thing that something would happen that we just didn't mention despite the fact we mentioned about a million different possibilities. And it took all of two weeks um, to completely yeah. ruin our predictions. Albon's Williams, De Vries, maybe. I feel bad for Callum Eilock because at like, the start of the season, everyone was like, oh yeah, Callum's definitely getting in that seat. Now he's not even in contention in everyone's predictions at all. Yeah. So like, yeah. I really feel bad for him. And these two weekends, he's not even uh, at the track for both of them because he's in IndyCar this weekend and then GT Cup next weekend, I think it is. So, like, I really feel bad for him there because it's just that's probably like his two chances to be an F1 driver. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's you've, got, IndyCar. you've got probably what the top four in F2 this season, none of them have got any. Well, Joe's kind of rumored, isn't he? Occasionally, you see his name, but you've got the top four in F2 and last season's runner up. None of them are probably going to get seats, are they? I think it's just, I think it's just the thing is we get so many drivers coming so young now. Like, yeah, look at Lando, George, Max, and so on. But they're going to have like 15, 20 year careers, and with only twenty seats, there's just not many. We need, like, we need more teams again. Yeah, and especially when you get the odd pay drive coming in, it just takes up seats. So it doesn't matter what you do. The Astro might win F2 this year and he's got no chance of the yeah. yeah, then he'll just be out of exactly. the drive and that'll be it. People It'll are be saying... like Calamilo all over again. Like I yeah. actually hope Piastri doesn't win yeah. the championship. Yeah. 
so he can stay in F2. Yeah. One thing I have heard people say is the other driver in Alfa Romeo, whether that be Giovinazzi or someone else, they're just going to be there for one more year and then Porsche is going to come into that seat with Bottas. So like, I think yeah. that's for 2023, that seems most likely. But we yes. need the second seat first. I think it makes F- sense because he's the Sauber driving academy. Yeah. FP Astri wins the championship. I think he might get picked up by Mercedes FE. About that. Yeah, we Mercedes, know Mercedes are dropping out of FE. But that's after next season. Oh, is it? Oh. So they're doing next, they're defending the world championship and then leaving. leaving. <laughs> but well, they have said. The- that they're looking at keeping the team in the sport. It just won't be under the Mercedes name. So it'll do a, uh, a Lotus to Renault to Alpine sort of job. Well, or I mean, just bursts like, um... of what Mercedes did considering they joined as HWA Race Lab and then became Merck. It looks like we're finally getting the 2019 F2 champion in F1, isn't it, after what, two years, having just won Formula E. Mm. So... Yeah. Piastri's going to have to wait a couple of years then I was going to take him from Alonso that's the natural thing isn't it because he's Alpine but yeah. if De Vries if De Vries does get called up I think it'll be the first time ever we have two reigning FIA world champions yeah. on the grid yeah mm. and Ferrari don't seem to have a say anymore in any seats let alone Alfa Romeo or anywhere apart from maybe Haas but Mick's got that so yeah, and Alpha renegotiated their contract when they elected to extend their title sponsorship of the, the Sauber team um, because it is technically still Sauber. Um, it's just got Alpha Romeo badges all over it. Yeah, Sauber um, Motorsport. So they've renegotiated the contract because previously they were only allowed to choose one driver. The other driver had to be a driver of Ferrari's choosing, um, hence why Antonio Giovinazzi's got it because he's in the Ferrari Drivers Academy. Um, he was in it. Okay, yeah, it was. Um, he's a reserve driver now, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he's made it to F1. He hasn't really in the driver academy yeah. anymore. Mick is. Um, mm. Yeah, but yeah, Mick's Mick still in a house. boat. <laughs> Mick's basically still in Formula 2. <laughs> yeah. um, but now, now they've renegotiated it so that they can pick both their drivers. So they no longer have the stipulation of it has to be Ferrari's well, next prodigy. Um, which would choice, probably yeah. be Schwartzman? Is he in the Ferrari driver Yeah, Yeah, he is. So, yeah, it, it, it's good. It gives them a bit of freedom to choose, which I like, um, especially seeing as they've got their own driver academy, as um, refined as that is. <laughs> but no, I, I think mean, it'll be, it's good for, it's very good for Teo. Very good news for Teo. Yeah. The Sauber Academy is doing better than the McLaren Young Driver Academy. Mm. No one's in it. Well, no, there's one driver in it and he's in karting. In Brazil. <laughs> yeah. The McLaren Young Driver Program did produce a seven-time world champion, so... Nick DeVries was in that as well. He was in the McLaren Driver Academy. Well, Young Driver Program, but... Did they get dropped or leave? I think he left the year before he won the championship. Yeah, because Lando... Yeah, Lando moved to one, yeah. Yeah. But anyway... um. I do believe that wraps up this weekend. This weekend, so this oh. week's episode of the Turn Five podcast. Oh. No, what have I thought? I forget something every week. What have I not done? <clears throat> bold predictions. As a please. bingo and bold predict. Ah, Alex, 
Oh, yeah. See? See, it's not just me. <laughs> I was going to say the league will change hands in the last five laps, but now I've kind of said Verstappen's going to start at the back. That's not really going to happen, is it? Like, Bottas isn't going to give up the lead three laps to go, Hamilton. So, um, a Ferrari will gyms. retire with a mechanical issue. That's very specific. It's, it's better than unexpected DNF. Shut the fuck oh, up. <laughs> I think now's a good time to come to Nia for your ball production. <laughs> you know what? Too unexpected DNF. Richard, if that happens, no points. Ben, moving on. Uh, McLaren's first poll since Brazil 2012. You're really going all out on this final <laughs> poll, aren't you? Yeah, it, was, it saves me creating a new bold prediction as well, <laughs> doesn't it? So, <laughs> Mad props. Genius. Richard? <sighs> Speed King, Sprint Race winner and Grand Prix winner will all be different drivers. Did you predict that? No. But <laughs> <laughs> it covers off possibilities, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good point. Well, it doesn't actually... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. What, what was your podium predictions again? The handball. And your pole prediction? Ham. And your speed king prediction? The. So Hamilton could take speed king. Verstappen could take pole. And then Hamilton wins the race. Oh, so just doesn't... All three of your predictions. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm just, it's bold, you know? It's got to be different. It's got to be out there. Uh, I'm going to go with another red flag in the race, of course. Of course there'll be a red flag in practice. Bold prediction. Actually, I'm going to change mine. Oh, thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) We can give you points, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Both Williams points. Uh, Mazepin bingo. Ben, will he finish? Yes. Oh, how many laps have we got? (laughs) See, you didn't do the prep. I don't have the book. I just present. I don't do... The the laps is on the website. That's what I'm getting. Um, As you can tell, we are really organised podcast, you know. Oh, yeah. 53 laps we have. 53. So, Ben, you've said he'll finish. He's going to be lapped. What lap will he be lapped on? Uh, 24. How many laps down? Two. Nia. I'm going with the old faithful. Yes, he will be lap, lap 25 and three laps down. Alex? You know what? I'm just going to say no. He, he, well, he won't be lapped because he won't finish. When will he DNF? Um, lap two. Not lap one, lap two. Because either he will have a crash with Mick Schumacher no, no, I'm going to ask you this because or, we're going to give the people who say no a chance for three points as well. Why will he DNF? Well, crash or mechanical failure? Okay, uh, I'm going to say crash. Uh, and the reason being lap two is it's either going to be a crash with Mick or he's going to get damage on lap one, which will then he'll drive into the pits and retire there, which will be lap two. There you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Richard? Big brain. If he goes into the pits, it has to be evident that it's because of the crash damage for you to get that point. If his engine is on fire, that's mechanical. If the entire front half of the car is hanging on by two bolts and one piece of carbon fibre string, that will allow it. Yeah. <laughs> 
if it's Let's like just... an end plate that's missing, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, he will finish. Uh, what's the fastest lap around Monza? One eleven race. The lap record around Monza is one twenty one zero by Rubens Barrichello. Wow, that's a lot slower than qualifying. Um, but it's all straights, and we know what the Hass is like. So, <laughs> time for more pseudo maths. Uh, I'm going to say that they're going to be two and a half seconds a lap slower. The fastest lap last year was a 122.7. He's going to get lapped on 22. All right. And, and he's going to down? finish two complete laps down. Great. So we've done the blue flags twice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, yes, he'll finish. He'll be lapped on lap 26. Because it's Monza and we always have an early safety car because someone will get punterinoed into turn one. Um, and he'll finish two laps down. Okay, that wraps up this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. <laughs> I think it's tradition that we need to do two outros every week now. Um, Except the weeks that you're not here. Traditions. Then we do three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm more efficient. <laughs> um. Thank you all very much for watching slash listening. And we will see you next week for the Monza review. Uh, cheerio, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you going to say bye? I was watching you dancing. I'm like, what's going on? Just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>